We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. KC Laboratory. Sponsored by Emprise Bank. Another live edition of the Casey Laboratory presented by Emprise Bank. Look, a bank is more than a building down the street. It's a partnership for some of life's biggest joys and obstacles. Emprise Bank has all the tools for your rainy days and your brightest moments in life. They're your partner in possible. Sign up online for an account today and let them be part of your journey. They're part of our journey here at KC Sports Network for sure. They're a part of our journey for the uh, for the KCSN Draft Guide, which is out this week. Maybe we'll, we'll plug some, some info there later. But uh, yeah, we got a lot of really fun stuff happening at uh, KCSN. Uh, real quick before we get started, a shout out and a welcome to Royals Farm Report, joining KC Sports Network. Hey. Going to be anchoring the Royals side. Um, it's presented by KC Strength and Conditioning. Uh, they're doing a lot of great stuff out there. Um, in fact, uh, the, Scott Barlow's training there, and I believe our first episode of uh, you know with Royals Farm is going to be with Scott Barlow. So there's a lot of really cool stuff. You can find the Royals-specific KCSN channel. Go search for it. It's available on Apple. Uh, but welcome to Royals Farm. All those guys, tons of respect, and, and I'm really excited to get going with them. I'm really excited to be talking to my friends today, too, and we're going to be talking some Chiefs. First, find them on Twitter at MaddieKCSN. What's good? You know, um, as a long weekend for me as anybody that's listened to this show knows, I was I was all, I was was all deep in the weeds on this Chiefs offensive coordinator hopeful search, and it went about the way I anticipated, but you know, not the way that I was hoping, so we'll get more into that, but uh, I am happy to announce that the man, the myth, the legend himself, Craig Stout is back on the live show of the KC Laboratory. Craig, real one big important question. How do you like the new countdown music? Oh my God. You guys, you guys <laughs> can't see us. I can see everybody. I, I have visuals on everybody. I was just, that's a bop. I was, I was going uh, during that entire countdown music. I love it. Like I, I'm going to need that to wake me up every morning to get me in the mood because man, that's great. I'm ready to talk football now because of that music and only yeah. because of that music. Not because you guys are here and I love you and all of that. Just just because of the music. Shout out to Tucker uh, for coming up with that with that bop there. Um, real quick, I just want you guys to let you know this this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You or someone you love falling into depression or struggling with anxiety can keep you from what you care about. BetterHelp 
will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. You can schedule weekly video or phone phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and you can read their testimonials that are posted daily. Uh, you can also visit betterhelp.com slash KCSN. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So go, go to KC, uh, go to betterhelp.com slash KCSN, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash KCSN. All right, guys, we had some news. I think we, you know, I think a lot of people have been anticipating the news that, that kind of hit. Um, I think, um, no, I don't, there's, there's not too much surprise. I think we've even mentioned this on the show as a very real possibility. Matt Nagy back in the building with the Chiefs. Eric Bieniemy confirmed returning as the offensive coordinator. Matt Nagy confirmed uh, returning as the quarterback coach. And I believe uh, a tag of special assistant was also added to his title. Off the top, before we get too far down the rabbit hole, Initial reaction, initial thoughts when you first heard the news. Matt Nagy, former Bears head coach, back in Kansas City. What'd you think, Matty? <laughs> That's what I thought about it. It's what everybody, I think, had to be expect. Well, actually, I think that back. Getting both of those guys back, I didn't think was going to happen, especially both being on the coaching staff payroll. I thought there'd be a little bit more of a fight to say, I'm the offensive coordinator. I'm in charge of you back and forth between Nagy and Eric Bieniemy because these are two guys that well-deserved should have a little bit of a coaching ego. So to get Matt Nagy to take essentially a backseat role to Eric Bieniemy in title at the very least is something. I thought one of them would have to go to a front office, you know, Brad Childress type job where you're some kind of blank game analyst or something. So getting them both in the coaching staff is surprising. But outside of that, this is as chalk as chalk could get in terms of just expectations. You knew one of those guys were going to be here most likely in an offensive coordinator role. It's the same coaching staff that they had a couple years ago, just minus an extra guy or two. Like it's, it's what they've done. So to expect anything different was probably very hopeful on my end, but I held on that hope as long as I could just so my dreams could be crushed. Yeah. Hey, you, you really got your hopes up for those kinds of guys. I Listen, Matt Nagy was going to be on this staff. Matt Nagy was going to be on this staff in some fashion. Like, I don't think if Eric Bieniemy would have found another gig that Matt Nagy would have then been the quarterback's coach and somebody else would have been the offensive coordinator. Matt Nagy would have been the offensive coordinator. I think he was just going to be on this roster. This Andy Reid is familiar with him. I think, you know, it's one of those things. Jeff Allen did a Q&A earlier today on the KCSN podcast. Go listen to it. It's very good. But one of the things he talked about is 
going into the combine, sometimes with new coaching staffs, when you add new guys, when you're trying to get guys integrated into the system, it can be kind of rough. You get guys that are all going a different direction a little bit. You don't necessarily get some of the medicals, the interviews, the things that you want the way that you want them. That's not going to be a problem at all with this staff. And I know that Andy Reid is, you know, viewed as a guy that wants consistency, you know, strives for consistency and strives to take care of his guys. But there is something to be said, especially on a week like this, this week specifically going into the combine interviews, getting player evals and things like that. Having everybody on the same page is very important for losing the number of play coaches that they did this off season, having that consistency does really matter this week. So that that is kind of important. Okay, Maddie, I, I'm very curious because I want to just unpack your feelings a little bit more in depth. I want to know, so is your feelings about the decision to bring Matt Nagy back, to run it back with 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 coaches that have been here in Kansas City with Eric Bieniemy and Matt Nagy, is it are are you is it is your feelings right now is it more just about the fact that it's the same kind of crew the same guys different i a lack of fresh ideas maybe outside the echo chamber of the Andy Reid um you know tree is it the the people themselves like the, the coaches themselves i'm just kind of curious like i'm just i want to understand and maybe it'd be interesting for other people to understand how you're feeling right now relative to you know the entirety of the whole situation. I'm just fascinated. I know we've talked a lot about it, but I, I think now that it's cemented, I really want to know. How I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. Imagine that you were part of the Fast and the Furious franchise, right? And Done. every single, every single movie you brought back the exact same producer, same stuntman, same actors, literally kept everything the same year after year. And now you don't have an opposition that's necessarily going directly against you in this like football, but audiences change. They don't want to see the same car chase every single time. Some do. That's why it's still a successful franchise, but it's not as good as it once was because it's the same recipe and they even try to add changes, right? You can't just keep doing the same thing year after year and a competitive nature. You're playing football. The Chiefs have the same coaching staff that's running essentially the same offense for the past four years. They have to make some kind of change, even if it's minuscule or something has to change as you see defenses try to catch up to it. You look over the years. Essentially, no defense had an answer for the Chiefs offense in 2018. It was brand new. Not even brand new. It's just they could do more. It's essentially the same offense that you had in 17 and 18 or similar. You could just throw the ball further. Patrick Mahomes could throw the ball better than Alex Smith. <laughs> So the offense looked better. Teams had no clue how to defend it. Then you get into the 2019, it's like, okay, we play soft cover three. We tackle underneath. Mahomes is going to try to press it vertically. And it works some. You get some of these poach coverages that take away that deep over route that's eating everyone alive. But a defense adjusted. Then the Chiefs adjustment to that to the next year, a lot more RPOs. Throwing the ball quick underneath. Then you get the adjustment to that from a defense. It's just... The Chiefs aren't adjusting their offense as quickly as defenses are adjusting to them. And I say this fully aware this offense is still top five in the NFL. I am fully aware that it's a great offense. We also watch them take eight weeks to figure out how to beat one of the most basic coverages in the entire NFL. Like that also happened. We saw a defense in the Bengals literally treat them like the air raid and the Chiefs had no answer for it for an entire half of a playoff game. I just want somebody that's going to present a different idea than Andy Reid's already got. Yeah, we uh, talked I about this. Yeah, I go ahead, quick, Matt. I just, ahead. I just need to make a really... This is a safe space for us, right, guys? 
I hope so. Sure. I, no, no I'm not going to turn. Right. I'm not going to turn on the chat because I think that I, I people are going to disagree with me. But um, yes, it's mostly a safe space. <laughs> All right, here we go. I got a confession to make. I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie. Okay, zero. I there's eight of them. I've not seen one. Watch That's five like, and on. Treat them. That, treat them like dumb superhero movies, and, and you'll be better off. I I'm it's, gonna. It's a strange I I, take. But it's I a strange think, thing to do, but okay. I've got to go watch one at least, I think, pretty sure. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. anyway, so I, I, Maddie, I guess like I, what I'm hearing is maybe not as much disappointment about Nagy himself as much as it is just the consistent echo chamber. Is that fair? Or like, do you have some, like, here's, here's my thing. Here's how I look at it. I don't hate the idea, and I kind of like the idea of Matt Nagy coming in as a quarterback coach, especially considering it is reported that Patrick Mahomes is very excited about uh, about Nagy's return. And you you can find some of the old tweets of 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 Mahomes complimenting Nagy being in his bag with the play calling and some of that kind of stuff from four years ago. Um, you know, you see a little bit of that. I don't know if I dislike the addition of a guy that just you know, got thrown to the fire as a head coach, trial by fire, had oh, by the way, coach of the year, uh, one year in the NFL coach of the year, um, took Mitchell Trubisky to two playoffs. Like, I don't know if I hate the idea of bringing Matt Nagy back, especially in an, in the quarterback coach capacity. Like in a bubble, Matt Nagy as your quarterback coach is not a bad move. I don't think. Do you feel that same way, Maddie? Yeah, I, Matt Nagy, Eric Bieniemy, either one of them being back is absolutely fine. It's the combination, and we'll see how that plays along, but it's the combination of both. And more than that, it's the lack of bringing in anybody that has done anything outside of Andy Reid's coaching tree. That's what it circles back to. You're taking a test, and everybody has the exact same process to the same answer every single time everyone's going to keep coming up with the same answers in that room. Not a single person is going to present a, an outside-the-box answer from a different process because nobody has learned a different process. Now, I think Craig is slightly more not okay or on board with Matt Nagy, but he's more accepting of it, or maybe he's a bigger fan. So you know, I'll let him tell me how unsmart I am. But that was just that's, that is my qualm with it, is that every <laughs> single person in that room is going to look at the same problem. They're going to attack it the same way and come to the same answer because every single one of them has started their coaching career with Andy Reid and they're going to end up their career like as a Andy Reid coaching tree. Nobody's getting experience from anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, I, I I am Switzerland in this scenario. I definitely can can see like I agree with Maddie. I wanted some new concepts, some new ideas. We talked about it on 21 questions our our KZSN subscriber podcast. If you're not subscribed, go do that. You'll hear us kind of dive in on all that when Eric Bieniemy was signed and it was reported to be signed. It's just one of those things where you want more new voices because when they get in these ruts, when they see these new concepts, because everybody's throwing their best shot at the Kansas City Chiefs offense at all times. Like it, you're going to get all kinds of tendency breakers. You're you're going to get defenses that are doing things that they've never done before, that they're just seeing another random defense do on tape, and they're going, listen, we don't have much of that in our playbook, but let's try and run all of it that we can against this team to beat the Chiefs. You see teams pull out all the stops. And that not to say that teams haven't done that against Andy Reid in the past, but it's definitely more so with Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, and this offense being as good as it is. And so they throw all these curveballs. 
you want somebody on the staff that's going to look at the curveball and say, hey, we need to change. Here's what we need to do. They, you know, it could be drawn in the sand. It could be doing whatever it is to try and defeat what they're seeing on a snap-to-snap basis and preventing these teams from being able to do this stuff. You get a drive or two where a defense does some stuff that's stopping you, don't come out drive three and continue doing the same stuff that they were able to stop. So that I, I definitely agree with Maddie about all of that. That being said, Matt Nagy is one of the few guys under Andy Reid that has actually brought some creativity to some of this. Now, I get that people are going to look at this. They're going to look at Chicago, look at his offense in Chicago, go, what, what? creativity like what well, i understand I'll, I, I'll get there I, in a second <laughs> I, I will toss it to you in a second and i'll pass it to you before i get into some other stuff here but i mean he is one of the few guys that andy has trusted in a very short window like i mean he's been with andy his entire career but for a very short window he got some influence within andy reed's scheme And there was some creativity. There were some changes made. And so from that regard, if there is going to be a guy that's going to come from the Andy Reid tree, that's going to come in-house, that's not Doug Peterson, who was fully deserving of his head coaching job. Again, don't get me wrong, but if, if it was Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy, those are the two guys that we've seen come in under Andy and get some changes done, at least from a schematic and an innovative standpoint. I think I like I largely feel good about the fact that Matt Nagy is back in Kansas City. I have my I have my concerns and I think it's it's it remains to be seen if the concerns are realized and if they are fact because um man I think I think I think Matt Nagy has done some creative stuff, and I think he's been willing to have some fun and and throw some creativity mm-hmm. to the Bears' offense more as tendency breakers than as basic staples of their of their offense. I also look at their 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 basic offense, and I a lot of it will look similar to the things that you saw when Andy Reid was manning the call sheet in 2017. And so I don't know if as a whole, his offense grew and expanded in a way that you're excited about him coming back because it did. I don't want to say it was copy and paste. That's not fair to Nagy because there were wrinkles that he would introduce. Um, there was, I think there was some play at the goal line. They, they might've, it might've been, and it might've just been running Philly special or something like that, but they added some, they added some wrinkles and they used it in timely fashion and they had the guts to call plays in certain situations. I just, I don't know if I saw growth and advancement in, a, in an organic build off of, 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 of what he established early on there. Now, to be fair, and well, there's two things. Mr. Trubisky was his quarterback. <laughs> so like, if, if we're looking at, are we, do we need to separate the chef from the ingredients a little bit? I wonder. I, you know, I, I, there's only so far that you can take something. And if you don't have trust in your quarterback, you can't grow and build this thing. You've kind of got to operate. I but I, but on the flip side of that, I don't think they, I don't think they helped Justin Fields at all this year. I don't think Nagy helped Justin Fields at all in his growth and development. I thought it was stale. I thought it was a lot of the same staples. It didn't matter if it was Nick Foles, Mitchell Trubisky, or Justin Fields playing quarterback. They were running the same thing. 
and they weren't really setting Justin Fields up for success. So like I look at both sides of this and like I have my hesitancies, but now he's he's got every ingredient at his disposal to help influence this offense. So oh, okay. I, it's going to be fascinating to see if the if the concerns are realized or not for me. I I think now is the time. Like I I kind of said this to these guys before the show. I want to run through Matt Nagy's time with the Chiefs because it's been six or seven years ago that a lot of this started to realize there's a lot of revisionist history with some of this stuff and people maybe forget the way that some of the things were orchestrated for Nagy. So let's start. He comes over with Andy Reid from Philadelphia, immediately gets put as the quarterback coach in 2013, is that quarterback's coach through 2015 when he then gets promoted to offensive coordinator after Doug Peterson leaves to go be a head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. He was not the only offensive coordinator. They had co-offensive coordinators with Brad Childress, helping the young kid along at that point. Andy Reid was still calling the plays, but those two were helping the offense get around and come to the table and really organize things while Matt Nagy was also still the quarterback's coach. And this is a question that we've had a lot of recently. Who's going to be calling the plays? Who's the real offensive coordinator? We may find out there's co-offensive coordinators. Not only has it happened before, it's happened with Matt Nagy before. So <laughs> then the next year, Brad Childress then gets promoted to assistant head coach. And Matt Nagy is now the only guy that's the offensive coordinator. He is the one relaying the calls to the quarterback as the quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator, they start white hot in 2017. Alex Smith is a legit MVP contender after about five games. They are ultra awesome on offense. Kareem Hunt has been dominant. And then they went through a lull. Six of the next seven, they lose and look awful doing it. Two games to finish up that streak. Andy Reid Coaches the offense. They have 19 total points between those two games. They really look awful. There are calls for Mahomes to come about. And Andy Reid comes out. And this is a big deal because he's not done this for other coordinators and says, Matt Nagy's calling plays the next game. Matt Nagy calls plays against the New York Jets. The offense looks good. They end up losing that game. People might remember that one as the Marcus Peters game where he he got kind of he threw the flag and gets ejected, maybe kind of goes to the locker room, comes back out on the field. That was that game. Matt Nagy called the plays. And Andy Reid then let him call the plays for the rest of the season. And fans were happy about it, so happy about it, that when they lose the playoff game to the Tennessee Titans that year, the second half, they went a little stagnant. Matt Nagy takes full credit for it, but fans go through and say, oh, Andy must have been calling the plays in the second half. That's why they were so bad. Matt Nagy is a hot name, goes to Chicago. We all know what happens after that. But it's one of those that when we think about Matt Nagy, we think about this offense, we think about how Andy handles everything calls everything, is in control of everything, the way that he structures everything with his offensive coordinators. As it turns out, he broke the molds for everything he's ever done for this one dude. And they looked pretty good when he was when he was at the helm as the offensive coordinator. So it's just something to keep in mind as he's coming back into the building. It's just something I found interesting going back because I didn't remember all those machinations either. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I remember Matt Nagy getting the public he's calling place like Doug Peterson did for the second half of his final year in Kansas City. Uh, we got that a little bit this last year with Eric Bieniemy. So it's hard for me to separate what is Andy doing his offensive coordinators that are trying to go to a head coach, a solid, and what is actually happening. Um, the fact that he did come out the week beforehand and call his shot ahead of time, that is the most intriguing part of the whole thing. But like you've heard this story with just about every offensive coordinator that comes through. And, and it's always their last year right before they get that promotion. Mm-hmm. To me, it always reads as that last big push to get them mm-hmm. over the hump rather than what's actually happening. I also don't know. It's like I said, we've heard it three times now. I don't know how much I fully buy in. That said, going all the way back. Yeah, I know Kendrick Henderson. I am Ken Derek Henderson. Sorry, I'm with you. I don't believe it when it says that. I think it's a push to get his guys over the hump. I think. Go, ahead, go, go, you go, go finish. I got I have a thought when you're done. Oh, I was going somewhere else. So you get in there. I, I'm, I'm Look, transitioning out. All right. The difference between calling plays and relaying plays. Mm-hmm. And one of the, you know, if you, you'll read some of the recent clips that have been made. Two things I find interesting. He did. Andy Reid has not used, really used the Eric Bannemi is calling plays thing for Eric Bieniemy to help push him over the top. They have yeah. dr- they have pushed all the way up to the line. Even when Andy was asked this year a few weeks ago, the answer was he's literally calling the plays. It wasn't, yeah, he's the play caller. He's the guy that's he's the guy pulling the trigger on all these things. It's it's so like, you know, it, it, you know, it's I I don't really like whether or not it is a technical term that he is the play caller, he is the play relayer right now. So it's fascinating, at least for me, to look at that whole that whole um, narrative was driven by Andy Reid for Nagy at one point. It hasn't been for Bienemy. I find that interesting. I wonder a little bit, like just a little bit, if if maybe the shine just wore off that narrative and people kind of saw through it a little bit and like, okay, mm. all right, Andy, like. You know, Andy is just anytime he says one of his offensive coordinators calling the plays, is it just the the Glinda from WandaVision wink? You know, I don't know. Sorry, Maddie. Continue. I just I there's a lot there. And like, you know, I don't know about Eric Bienemy's contract or anything, but I don't think he's calling the plays. I'm just going to say that. I like a WandaVision reference, but you haven't seen a single Fast and the Furious movie. (laughs) WandaVision (laughs) is great. It is. 
Okay. Uh, so I wanted to go to just, I wanted to go back. I wanted to backtrack a little bit. We talked about how, you know, uh, Matt Nagy was credited with some of the offensive stuff. He shared some offensive play calling with Brad Childress. I did want to go out and say like, I'm, I'm okay with Matt Nagy's off, like being involved, not the offensive corner, QB coach, whatever it is. Like Matt Nagy himself is a fine hire. It's a good thing to have in place. The Chiefs offense was the most innovative, not best, not the most productive, but the most innovative when they had Matt Nagy, Brad Childress, and Eric Bieniemy in there. I don't know who was doing what. I've heard a lot more about what Matt Nagy and Brad Childress were doing for that offense than you know anybody else. So like you've heard that. You've heard some of their stuff. I do think that Matt Nagy can design cool plays. I do think that he can add stuff from that. Can't mention that they did a fun, you know, have some fun red zone stuff. I fully think that Matt Nagy can call and design and come up with a new fun play. My question is, is it a play that looks like an Andy Reid play? Or is it something that looks entirely different? That's the thing. It's like, it's going to be very similar to, in my mind, for what they're trying to do. Well, and like, I know like one of the names, like I know Maddie got geeked out about the idea of like a Liam Cohen and what we just got done talking about. Hey, yeah. Five years ago, this offense was wildly creative. It was one of the most creative offenses in football five years ago. And, you know, you really haven't seen like, you know, the, the, the Chiefs got within, you know, they, they, the next year they utilized a lot of the shovel stuff, you know, they had, you know, the, the little, the, you know, the shovel pass offense and some of the innovations that they kind of added there. What's the last big wrinkle since the shovel pass that they've really shown that people have started freaking out about in the league. Maddie, you got it. Well, it's no, it's four verts off of not play action. They were the first team to just like use four verts, not off play action as a mainstream concept. And then they introduced that deep over with it because teams start taking it away. That was their last big thing. But guess what? That was a little bit in 2017. Alex Smith was just throwing the ball outside the numbers. And that carried over to 2018 where Patrick Mahomes was throwing it between the numbers on the same thing. But that's that's the last but, brand new concept. That's it. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It's been since 2018 since they've yeah. shown oh, a bunch of wrinkles that people have really tried to adopt and, and take. It's It's been since 2018. So we're four years removed from this. And offense, the red zone really- stuff. I will say the red zone stuff. Some of the yeah. jet motion and some yeah. of all the shovel, like the shovel pass package has expanded a lot they do a lot more the jet motion in the red zone so like it's the red and that that is going to evolve every year but if there's one thing that we know andy reed is always going to control it's red zone stuff and that first 15 there's no debate that that script those first 15 scripted plays and the red zone stuff now i'm not saying that other guys can't get plays in there but those two areas we know 1000 percent sure andy reed but like outside that and that's what i wanted to get back to with Nagy though a specific well, play real quick though real quick though I just want to throw this in here because there is like a whole era of offense that has been introduced to this league. McVay and Shani have taken Mm -hmm. over. And we talked about Liam Cohen between 2018 and now that is like everyone wants a piece of that offense. Everyone wants some input of that offense. And there's a lot of Super Bowl appearances in the last four years with that tree. There's a lot of offensive success. And so getting some of those concepts, some of those ideas integrated into this offense, some of the creativity and the thought process integrated within Andy's offense sounds really nice to me. And like, I know these guys obviously steal from each other. Cause like McVay talks, talks about it all the time. And like, I'm not saying, I'm just saying getting a sounding board that is really based out of that stuff would be an extremely valuable outside perspective. And that's, continue maddie but like that's i just think about that too it's like there's a whole era of football that is really kind of hit 
since the last time we've been talking about how crazy innovative this Chiefs offense is. And we talked about it in 2019, I think, there in the middle. I very much remember it around the Lions game of the 2019 season. The Chiefs are just calling their stuff and hoping their guys win, which they do more often than not because you have Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. I mean, at that time, they didn't have Tyree Kill. He was injured. But like that was the whole point was they are yeah. just calling their stuff. It's not this crazy stuff. It's not even crazy, just new or innovative. Like Kent's saying, all the new stuff has kind of gone to these condensed formations, this wide zone stuff. We're getting really creative off play action. That's, That's not that the Chiefs don't do much of that. I mean, yes, they run outside zone. I'm not saying they don't, but they don't run it the same way that the Rams or the 49ers do. And I'm not saying you have to do that. But my Matt Nagy point is, I think he can design a play. He can get a new play in there that looks excellent. It looks perfect. And it's great. I'm no doubts. Can he come up with a whole new philosophy, a whole new concept that's going to attack the too high shelf that's beating the Chiefs that Andy Reid's not already going to do? Is his answer just going to be mesh like Andy Reid's essentially is? Is his answer going to be something that simple? Is he going to sit there and pound the table to actually run power when they're getting two deep safeties? Because looking at those, Chicago, no, he's not. It's like, what is his answer going to be? Like, how is he going to present a different answer than what Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid already had last year? What is his new answer to these same questions? Now, see, here's the funny part is because when I was going back and looking at some of those in-the-moment articles that were being written, the reason that Matt Nagy was taking over play calling in that Jets game is because teams were throwing two high safeties at Andy Reid's offense, and it went completely stagnant for seven games. That's right. The same stuff that we've been talking about for the past 12 months now. They did that turned it over to Matt Nagy. He came up with some new things, new wrinkles, at least according to Andy Reid and them. It did look different. They did have some explosiveness there. But it it is one of those, it brings up more questions than it gives you answers. But you know what you don't have to question anymore? Where are you getting your liquor in Kansas City starting this summer at our good pals at McAdoodles? McAdoodles is the best thing that could have happened to the Kansas City liquor store scene since it decided to sign up and move to Kansas City. You're going to get elite customer service, elite selection, and really good pricing. You're going to want to come back all the time, and you're going to take that information back to everybody you know, wherever it is that you live. So you're going to come to Kansas City, go to a McAdoodles. You're going to go back home and you're going to say, I need a McAdoodles. It doesn't matter where you live. Get a hold of Roger, info at McAdoodles.com and get one in your neighborhood. You're going to want it so that you can frequent it and you don't have to come to Kansas City for it. So do that and get your answer to your liquor store needs through McAdoodles. I'm pretty sure I brought this up. A couple weeks ago, when like we started talking about the idea of Matt Nagy, you know, being back in some capacity, I think I've talked about this on air. And it's not, I we don't. I think we need to remember like how close Brett Veach and Matt Nagy are. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very important nugget to know for the next potential decade, <sighs> honestly, because I like I we're all everyone we've we've all talked about it like. There, there's an outside shot that Matt Nagy. And I don't even. I don't even know if it's an outside. There's a shot that Matt Nagy is the is the future head coach of, coach of this football team, because the synergy between him and Veach is undeniable. It appears, at least through one tweet from four years ago, that Patrick Mahomes really likes Matt Nagy's offensive creativity, which I think is going to be valuable and is going to challenge 
He's a bundle. Uh, he, he's a bundle of energy. I, everybody at the Bears organization talked about it too. He's a bundle of energy. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is going to love having somebody that's coming in with that kind of energy again. You know, I just I just had another thought just while, while we're talking. So you know, we talked a little bit about how we think Patrick Mahomes needs to be challenged. We kind of wonder. We speculate whether Patrick Mahomes needs a, needs you know some more challenges. You know, um, as he's growing and developing, this man has accomplished so much in a short amount of time. You know, uh, you know, someone challenged Alex Smith to 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 reach goals that he hadn't yet and to achieve things he hadn't yet. Matt Nagy was a big part of that. Matt Nagy helped challenge Alex Smith. I thought you were going to say Patrick Mahomes. I thought he was going to say Patrick Mahomes too. <laughs> no, Matt Nagy was the one that really pushed Alex Smith his last year in Kansas City. He did. And so, you know, maybe there's a little bit of that too. Like, the, you know, that maybe there is, there's some new challenges that are going to be presented because Matt Nagy and Patrick Mahomes are working together intimately every day. And maybe that there, there's a little bit, there's a little bit something there that can help push Patrick Mahomes to a new level, the same way that we've seen a proven track record in Kansas City of that happening. So from that regard, yeah, I think that Patrick Mahomes does, it's going to be good to have a new voice. It, they talked about it that first year when he was here backing up Alex Smith. He didn't work with Andy Reid or Matt Nagy that often. Brad Childress had some of the like the most negative things I've ever heard anybody say about Patrick Mahomes came straight out of <laughs> Brad Childress's mouth. Um, so like he was working with Mike Kafka. That's who did that week, yeah, you know, last game of the year. I guess that was week 17 at the time versus Denver Broncos. Game plan was Kafka. And then Nagy was out the door the next year when Patrick Mahomes became the guy. So it just became working with then Eric the Enemy and Mike Kafka. He's had the same two guys essentially coaching him up this entire time. And then, you know, a whole host of other Andy Reid tree guys, you know, that are offensive assistants. But it's been those same two guys. Now you're Kafka's gone. And I'm not saying that, you know, losing him is a good thing, but it might not be bad to have a different voice in there, even if it's guys selling him generally the same stuff, just in a different way might not be a bad thing to get Matt Nagy back. And then you go back and you look at that 2017 offense, and I think there was a lot of carryover from 17 to 18. They just had somebody that threw it to different places on the field. That offense was good. It was new for the time. It was something the rest of the league hadn't caught on to yet or wasn't doing. So from that regard, yeah, I think it's good. Nagy's going to give a different voice, a little bit of a different you know, verbiage. He's going to coach stuff different ways. So that aspect, it's all good. I just wonder what it looks like in week 17 when everyone's seen 16 games of it. What does it look like in the playoffs when like everyone's like, okay, it's 98% the exact same offense. Like, What is the next level from there? Or is it next year just when people start to catch up, what is the plan that's going to make it not be the exact same? And then to your first point, yeah, I think it's pretty clear. Matt Nagy is like the front runner for the eventual Andy Reid replacement. We yeah, don't got to beat is. around that bush. No, we don't. We don't at all, which which makes it a weird situation for Eric Bieniemy to be in right now. Like it, it does. I, and that's a completely separate thing here. But I do want to say that some of the things that we've heard Matt Nagy say as the Chicago Bears head coach, trying to explain some of the offensive inefficiencies are some of the things that he said about the second half of that Titans playoff game where the offense looked stagnant and couldn't move the ball. He struggles with adjustments. That That is very clear. And if you've listened to us throughout this entire podcast, you'll see that's what we're asking for is somebody that is good with adjustments. Like when they lost Travis Kelsey in that Titans game, the offense just fell apart. And understandably so. Travis Kelsey is a very integral piece 
but they couldn't adjust. They couldn't make adjustments. He's playing with the Bears. He couldn't adjust his offense to try and fit the strengths of his offensive weapons, of his quarterback, of his running backs, of his wide receivers. Instead, he decided, we're going to run the West Coast offense. We're going to run a lot of the same things that we did when I was in Kansas City, and I'm going to make Mitchell Trubisky do these things. That's not clearly not what you needed to do. And They brought in like eight tight ends while he was there trying to get Travis Kelsey. They really did. It, they, they had they like, realized they had like how literally eight on the roster at one point. They did. they did because they needed that one tight end to make Andy Reid's offense work. He was so set in his ways to make the Andy Reid offense work. But that being said, until the end here, when the lack of innovation obviously caught up to him, I and mean, they never ranked above 21st in the league in offense at any point, until the end, there's a lot of players that loved him. And love the energy he brought, love the fun that he brought. Defensive players absolutely loved him because he would come over and get them to come be on offense. They were part of the red zone packages. Akeem Hicks got a touchdown as an offensive player in his time under Matt Nagy. So there's a lot of stuff like that that you look at. And then you look at a guy like Vic Fangio that was ready to leave Chicago when Matt Nagy first got there did not get away or did not really get along with John Fox before him. Matt Nagy was able to sit down and convince Vic Fangio to stay. He understood the importance of that defensive coordinator. And Vic Fangio liked playing with Matt Nagy, liked him as a coach. So I think as far as somebody that you're bringing into the ability, the building that can get people to listen to them well, can get people to maybe, you know, understand what he's trying to present. It makes sense. But yeah, I do have questions about the adjustments, about what he's actually bringing to the table as a person, as a coach, as a guy to be around. Makes a ton of sense to have in the building. I I blame Ryan Pace more for the Bears' failures than I do Matt Nagy. Oof. I think personnel-wise, they've had a lot of mistakes that they've made, um, and I I do think that I I do think Ryan Pace deserved to not be the GM. I mean, I I mean, look, I, I think Matt Nagy and like to your point, like there's way more to being a head coach. There's way more to being a coach than just X's and O's. And I think there are a lot of qualities that Matt Nagy possesses. I think Matt Nagy's proven. I mean, to, to be able to get to the playoffs with Mitchell Trubisky twice, like that's not nothing. That is that that is not you're doing the Lord's work. You're doing like, the backup <laughs> quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Actually, free agent backup quarterback for them. You know, it. Look, I he he did do some good things, and I, I think you know, I, I think as a leader, um, and as a personality, there's a lot to really like about about Matt Nagy. And we're just gonna see, you know, what the what this version, this next version of the offense is. We'll see, you know, the dynamics at play. If if anybody else can stamp their personality on Andy Reid's offense, this is all gonna be stuff that we're gonna be watching personnel too. Like, I mean, there's a lot there's, I mean, we're just getting started. We got a little bit of news here, uh, you know, finally with, with Nagy and, uh, now we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna see what happens here. And there's, there's big, there's big mile markers in, in the road through the off season. The combine starts this week. Free agency starting soon. We'll be here on KC sports network covering all of it. That is going to do it for the KC laboratory. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Uh, thank you for supporting everything we're doing. If you want to buy the KCSN draft guide, gum.co slash KCSN22. Get you six months subscribed to the Substack and the book when it releases on April 6th. Thank you all so much, and we'll catch you later.